0: everything sucks season one episode six
1: sometimes i hear my voice
0: Welcome back to your unofficial Everything Sucks podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts today, and as usual, I'm joined by... Julia! The wonderful Julia. How are you doing today? Pretty good. It's always a good day when we get to talk about one of our favorite shows, Everything Sucks. Yep. Today, we are going to be doing our commentary, our walkthrough, through episode six. Sometimes I hear my voice. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And Julia, we have a new announcement for everybody. We have moved. That's right. The Everything Sucks podcast has moved into its own place. You can find us now at www.everythingsuckspodcast.blogspot.com. That's right. www.everythingsuckspodcast.blogspot.com. We also have a new Twitter page. That's right can Find us at ES Pop Podcast. ES Pop Podcast. Or you can also still find us on Pop Staff Tweets and at P Kennedy Updates. But that's some big news, so very cool. The the podcast has moved into its own feed. You can get us on iTunes or wherever finer podcasts are heard. You can just look for Everything Sucks podcast. You'll find us through. So it's time to do our walkthrough. You ready, Julia? I am. All right, Scott Pocket. Roll (laughs) tape!
1: Scott Pocket.
0: (laughs) It opens and we see Luke starting his day. It is early morning as he lifts his garage door and bikes into town. He goes to Vinyl Verdict, Mm -hmm. which is a record store, and we see him smile. As he has purchased tickets for something. Yes. He smiles and we see the Everything Sucks logo as it fills the screen. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the shortest cold opening so far in the series.
1: It is. But it's so cute.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Scene two. We see Oliver, who is in makeup and costume, and he is screaming that he is melting. He's wearing a blue wig, makeup. And his alien costume for the alien blockbuster that they are filming. We also see the lovely Emmeline in a similar costume.
1: Doing all sorts of physical exercises, jumping jacks, you name it.
0: Mm hmm Oliver and Emmeline in their alien costumes look like rejects from Ace Frehley of Mm -hmm. Kiss, all bedecked in silver and blue, which was Ace Frehley's signature color, by the way. Sorry, but you're talking to a KISS nerd. These things matter.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) As Oliver is complaining, Luke calls action. As we watch them film a scene between Oliver, Commander Blarg, and Emmeline.
1: Yes. Zarjinda. So
0: Oliver is Commander
1: Blarg, and Emmeline is Zarjinda.
0: Yes. And we see the Commander-slash-Oliver getting into the space car-slash-junk-heap.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: The car is bedecked like it's got fins on it and it looks like it's ready for space travel. Mm hmm. Sci fi filmmaking on a budget.
1: At its finest.
0: Yes. And the scene mirrors how Oliver is planning to leave Boring to go to New York.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Emmeline's character is asking why he has to leave and. Commander Blurg explains why. After the scene is done, Luke yells, Cut! And Emmeline screams, You asshole! (laughs) You're going to go to New York without me, aren't
1: you? You're going to leave me after graduation, aren't you?
0: She is crying. Oliver asks her what her problem is. Can she at least try to act professional in front of the crew? At which point Emmeline comes back with...
1: Suck a dick, Oliver!
0: (laughs) She pounds the car and walks away as Tyler starts filming them with his handheld camera. As Oliver chases after the fleeing Emmeline, he says, Pookie! Little Bear! Butterball! As they spin into their drama, she screams, Don't touch me! Mm -hmm. He continues to try to apologize. Luke says, amazing, we got it. Luke is so, like, determined. He's doesn't seem to care what is going on around him. All he cares is that he got the shot, right? Yep. Scene three. We see the mighty, boring A.V. Club wrapping up wires and packing up equipment. Tyler yes. walks by Leslie, who is practically wrapping herself up in wires. Mhm. <laughs> he doesn't help. He makes yeah. this weird face. Tyler walks up to Luke and asks if he asked her yet. Mm-hmm. Luke says he's about to. Tyler says nice.
1: Nice. Chicks love romantic overtures.
0: And then Luke says
1: Yeah, faux shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous when I say it.
0: Well, it sounds ridiculous when anyone has ever said it.
1: Did you notice that Luke is wearing a cabinet of Dr. Caligari shirt?
0: Yes, he is. Ever the aspiring filmmaker and Mm -hmm. film geek. Yes. Luke breathes deep, cracks his neck for courage as Tyler starts filming. Yes. We then see Kate wrapping up her gear and Luke asks her what she is doing. She says, not much, just going home. Mm Mm-hmm. Luke says, well, you could do that or you could go see Tori Amos live in concert with me tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Kate is shocked and hugs Luke. She then comes back to reality and says, But it's in Portland. How are we supposed to get there? Mm Mm-hmm. Scene four. Whoosh. Kate says, This is a bad idea. What if we get caught? It is so illegal, as we see the space car driving down the road. Yeah. Luke says, Kate, we won't get pulled over. You have a permit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah as if that's gonna work
0: yeah if, if they got stopped trouble time
1: but surprisingly it does
0: right it goes as planned but kate's kate's still worried she says we're going to die and end up in that driver's ed film luke says <laughs> red asphalt you've seen that again <laughs> ever the film geek yeah <laughs> Kate asked him when was the last time someone has driven this car slash piece of crap.
1: It's been rusting by the woodpile ever since my dad left.
0: Yeah, seven years ago. Yep. So that this is Luke O'Neill's car. Mm-hmm. So that means he's just left without a car. Yes. Clue. Luke mentions that the crate of tapes that Kate found in the garage the other day, turns out that they are a video diary. Luke's been watching them. Luke -hmm. confesses that he kind of hated the guy, his father, and now he wishes that he knew him. He seems cool. Yep. So this is quite a change from the first episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Kate says, well, maybe it's not too late and that maybe he could write him or something. Luke says he knows what they need, and he puts a cassette into the tape deck of the car, and he sings along to Cornflake Girl by Tori Amos. Yes. Kate is surprised that he knows the words. Yeah. He says that he's been listening to her music, and at this point he may be a bigger fan than Kate. (laughs) I doubt it. Kate says, is that a challenge? Mm -hmm. As they sing, this is not really happening, you bet your life it is. Yep. Scene five. We see boring high as Sherry O'Neill pulls up, gets out of the car, and looks around. She hears someone calling her name, and it is Ken Messner. Yes. She goes to his car, gets in, and asks Ken, where are we going? Ken says, here. In the parking lot? Ken looks around and says, well, last week as it happens, I uh, confiscated some contraband. They giggle. (laughs) He says, this is nuts. I was going to get rid of this, and I thought that we could, um, experiment. Ha. As he pulls weed out of a little brown bag. <laughs> Sherry O'Neill says you stole weed from a student? Yeah. Confiscated. Sherry says you are bad.
1: I love her facial expressions through this whole scene. Claudine's acting just cracks me up.
0: Very animated. Yeah, very much so. Mhm. Sherry says, "Okay, I'm in." <laughs> Ken says it's high time, get it, that he checks this off his list.
1: And so then she goes, wait, wait, you've never smoked herb?
0: Mm-hmm. In disbelief.
1: And he just shakes his head.
0: Yeah. Ken mentions that he's actually a bit afraid. Sherry asks if he has a pipe. Befuddled, Ken says no.
1: But then they make one.
0: Mm-hmm. Sherry says she has gum and can use the wrapper to roll a joint. Then Ken says... And we can chew the gum after. (laughs) She looks at him, and he says, I'm just going to shut up now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So
0: cute. Scene six, we see the space car parked outside of the concert venue.
1: I wonder if anyone, like any members of the public, were wondering what the heck a space car is doing parked outside of a Tori Amos
0: concert. (laughs) Well, at a Tori Amos concert, that might just fit right in, right?
1: I mean, some people might still be scratching their heads, though. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, they just walk outside, and it looks like Back to the Future is in their backyard. <laughs> like, Back to the Future light.
0: There you go. <laughs> Kate mentions that she's never been to the city without her dad or a teacher. Scene 7. Sherry is lighting the joint as she breathes in, and Ken says, nice one. hmm <laughs> Ken eyes the joint and then puts it to his lips and draws the smoke into his lungs. He coughs and coughs and coughs and grunts as Sherry tells him how to do it properly. (laughs) Ken mentions that Sherry has done this a few times. Sherry says, yeah, but not in a long while.
2: Yeah.
0: A lot of stuff we learn in this episode. Here's one of those scenes.
1: Yep. Lots of interesting tidbits.
0: Yep. Can ask her how did you get to be such an expert Sherry says Luke's dad Back in high school the two of them would go to the airport and get stoned and watch the planes land and take off
1: Yeah <laughs> I think that I think that's beautiful
0: Well I think it kind of shows when you have nothing to do anything can be entertaining
1: Yep And it also shows a little bit of her wild side
0: Uh-huh mm-hmm. Ken asks if that is why she wanted to become a flight attendant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She confesses that she never wanted to be a flight attendant, but liked the idea of flying away from life for a minute, you know? Yeah. When you are young, you feel like there's this big world out there full of possibility, and Ken says that she chased that feeling all the way to boring. They both laugh. Yep. Sherry says, no, that was Leroy's idea. He is not a good person. Ken's brow becomes furrowed as he shows concern. Sherry says, I don't like saying that, but he's not the father that Luke deserves. It all worked out for the best. Ken Messner then smiles. She asks if he feels anything yet, and he asks to have another puff.
1: Can I just say that I love their interaction together?
0: I particularly liked this scene
1: in the episode because... I mean there's a lot that you can gather just from the words itself. But uh-huh. then if you if you just rewatch the scene and all you do is study their faces. I mean the acting in this show is just incredible. Uh-huh. The amount of unspoken dialogue that goes on throughout every episode of the series. I the talent, I just can't.
0: So good. Netflix, yeah, get the show back on the air or give it Renew to someone who will put everything sucks. Agreed. Scene 8. We see the effects of if the weed was actually taking effect, as we see the Doritos hanging precariously from the spinning hook on the vending machine, and it gets stuck. Ken Messner screams, No! (laughs) We see that they are in the empty school building in the hallway at the vending machine. Ken says, What are we going to do now? I've never been so hungry in all my life. I think I'm dying. <laughs> you just have the munchies. You're going to be fine. Yeah, Sherry actually screams, Hey, you are not dying. <laughs> and she says that she too has the munchies.
1: A light bulb goes off, and he says, Wait, no. And he pulls out the keys from his pocket.
0: Uh huh. And Sherry says, You have the keys? He says,
1: I have all the keys. I'm the key master, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they both laugh. As they fill their arms with as much junk food as they can, they run down the dark, deserted hallway, occasionally dropping some goodies.
1: Can we also just um, give a shout out to like the like the props master oh. and the graphic designer for the show because all of those chip bags. Like they had to make those look from the time period and they did a great job.
0: Classic snacks done yes. properly. Good call, seriously, good call. Mhm. They could have cheated and just had modern Doritos, but no. The filmmakers were really They thought of everything. Yes, yes.
1: Which is what I love about this show. They thought of every last detail.
0: Scene 9. Luke and Kate, back at the venue, are finding their seats. As the auditorium is filling up, they take their seats and Luke says he apologizes for not getting better seats. Kate says, Are you kidding? I can't believe you did this for me. Luke says, For us. As Luke smiles,
2: Poor baby.
0: Kate says, You are amazing and thank you. She places her hand on Luke's knee. Luke smiles like he won the lottery. The music rises as the lights go down. The concert is beginning. So how's it going, Portland? As the crowd goes nuts. Now that was not Tori Amos, right?
1: No, probably not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No way. So it's someone doing a faux Tori Amos.
1: That's pretty creative how they did that, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Scene 10. We join Ken and Sherry back at the gym.
1: Playing... Tennis to the wall.
0: Yes, playing tennis to the wall. This is incredible, Ken Messner says. I can actually feel my brain working. (laughs) Conducting my body like a perfectly calibrated orchestra.
1: And then, of course, we have Sherry talking about the science projects and saying, You know, I bet all great scientists were stoners. I mean, how else is Sir Isaac Newton going to spend all that time thinking about gravity and stuff? That is stoner
2: thinking.
0: (laughs) Ken says he did more than think about it. He discovered the laws of universal gravitation.
1: Our feet would be stuck to the ground whether or not he said so.
0: Ken then says don't undersell Sir Isaac. He was the father of modern physics. He wrote the laws of optics, the laws of motion. He invented calculus for fun. The beauty of his mind. As Sherry is bouncing a ball on a racket, Ken wishes he were that smart, and Sherry makes a mask out of the racket and says, I don't. (laughs) They laugh. That was so cute, how she made that face and pushed it up to her face and all that.
1: And then when the camera cuts to Ken's face, you can just see all of that longing, and you can see that his heart is just becoming so full in the moment. Uh It's beautiful.
0: Yes. Sherry then says that she thinks it would be rather lonely being that smart with no one really ever getting you. Life is lonely enough without having to be the father of modern physics. Mm -hmm. Ken Messner, as he's high, ponders this. Sherry looks around and says, Come here. As they run off giggling, they go through the entrance of the swimming pool. Yes. Scene 11. We hear... Tori Amos singing. Kate and Luke are enjoying the concert, swaying to the music, which is cut to seeing Ken and Sherry standing by the pool.
1: And when they cut to Kate and Luke in the auditorium, the first thing that they cut to is a shot on the wall with the silhouettes of the people, which uh-huh. sort of looks like they're in a swimming pool. Did you notice? Yeah. It, the lights.
0: Yeah, the, the lighting is so fantastic, and you almost get this feel that they're both in the same area or state, even though one's a gym back at Boring High and one is at a concert venue in Portland, but they use the wave effect of the light to, like, connect the two scenes.
1: They do. They really do. It's
0: beautifully shot. Yeah. So we see the shadows of Kate and Luke and the rest of the crowd swaying, we cut back mm-hmm. to Ken and Sherry standing by the pool, illuminate it in blue waves.
1: Still playing Tori Amos.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, Tori Amos's song is playing over this whole scene. Yeah. Between the cutbacks, back and forth. Illuminated in the blue waves, they disrobe and dive in, so beautifully shot. We then mm. cut back to the concert, bathed in red light, mm-hmm. as Kate notices Tori singing, What If I'm a Mermaid? Yeah. The camera tightens on Kate's face as she notices two women kissing as Tori continues to sing. Sometimes I find my voice. It's been here silent all these years.
1: And we finally have this magnanimous light bulb moment for Kate. Mm-hmm. The look.
0: Yes. Peyton's acting is amazing here.
1: This is another one of those places of unspoken dialogue.
0: Yes, I call it interacting. I don't know if that's a term, whether I made it up or whether it's real, but that's what I call it, where you can have so much going on without interacting with another person. Mm-hmm. And Kate has some different looks that she's playing. She's got everything from confusion, excitement, longing, and awakening, all at the same time.
1: And I think she's also... Somewhere in the back of her mind, thinking about Luke, and about what's going to happen once she tells him for sure.
0: Right, right. But as this moment of awakening is happening at the Tori Amos concert, at that same time back at the swimming pool, we see Ken and Sherry awaken. Yes. As they bust up through the water, they rise up for air. They're playing like children. As Tori sings that it has been silent all these years, they both dive down back underneath the water, their hands locked as they looked at one another. Mm -hmm. The camera then goes back to Kate, who now sees how it can be. Yeah. And that she too has been living in silence all of these years. Luke looks at her. He smiles, and she breaks eye contact. She can't even look at him right now. She's lost in herself in the moment. Mm -hmm. As the song ends, the audience applauds. This scene is absolutely amazing because we see an awakening in both Kate and the parents. Luke will later have another awakening, but that's coming. Yep. Yep. Scene 12, we shift back to the swimming pool and the figures of Sherry and Ken as they lay by the pool.
1: Claudine's acting in this whole scene. Beautiful.
0: They talk about how much fun they are having, and in a moment of silence, Sherry glances at Ken's wedding ring on his hand.
1: And then he begins to tell his story. Well, his wife's story.
0: Yes. He says... When my, Kate's mom, when she passed away, she'd been sick for a number of years in pain for a long time. Mm -hmm. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. As Sherry O'Neill looks on with compassion and understanding, Ken says, this whole time, I never thought I'd feel a connection with anyone ever again until now. He says that he knows that all of this is in fun tonight, but he wants to thank her for giving him hope. Sherry reaches for his hand. They touch, and she leans in as they kiss. Wonderful, compassionate scene. And you see Ken Messner fragile, almost apologizing. I mean, when you think about it, he's still wearing the wedding ring, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How can you go on dates wearing the wedding ring? Think about that. You're sending two signals, right? Yep. Scene 13, the concert is now over. They're talking about the concert and how much fun it was, and Luke is asking her if she enjoyed it. Kate seems distracted in her own thoughts. Luke says that Tori Amos is so cool and that she reminds Luke so much of Kate, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Kate, her head elsewhere, is not making eye contact with Luke. Yeah. Luke asks her if she enjoyed the show. She says it was the best. Thank you. Luke says it was the best date ever.
1: To which Kate clarifies, fake date. It wasn't a date date.
0: Yeah, she says it wasn't a date date. It was a fake date. Mm-hmm. Luke says he knows. Date, fake date, what's the difference?
1: Um, The difference is that one is real and one isn't. So this wasn't real. Our relationship is not real.
0: Luke then says, but would it have been any different if it was a real date? Kate pulls her hair back behind her ear and breathes out.
1: Luke, I think we need to break up.
0: Luke asks, how can they break up if they are not in a relationship in the first place? Kate raises her voice to say to Luke,
1: Whatever you think that this is, it isn't, okay? I am what I am. We are not a couple, and we're never going to be. Ever.
0: Luke is crushed. Scene 14, outside of the concert venue.
1: Bye-bye, space car.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're standing at the curb as they both realize that the space car is gone. They look at one another. What to do? We shift back to the pool. Ken and Sherry are making out and ready to take it further when Ken's beeper starts to go off. As it continues to beep, they figure they better check it. Ken sees that it is Kate and says, Why? (laughs) They kiss and he says, I'll be right back. Sherry laughs as he leaves. So Ken probably went and got on the phone and called Kate and said, what's going on? and then he had to leave so that's there was you know they it would have been pointless for them to go back and film that right you know what i mean yeah scene 15 back at the venue we see kate and luke standing on opposite sides of the phone kate to the right luke to the left luke is saying nothing kate says she is sorry about the car luke continues to say nothing kate says can you say something After no reply from Luke, Kate says,
1: Look, my whole life, I have been the freak. The girl who nobody picked for dodgeball. Me too. The girl who didn't have a mom. The girl who dressed funny because it was her dad buying her clothes. And then, tonight, I looked at all these people, and I thought, Maybe there's a future where I don't have to be a freak. Maybe I can be who I am, and that's okay.
0: At which point, Luke pulls from out of the shadow of the phone and says, I never said you couldn't be who you are. I told you whoever you are, it doesn't matter to me. Kate says,
1: Luke, it matters to me.
0: Luke says, and now, what, you're going to go to school and tell everyone you're a lesbian? You don't think that they will call you a freak?
1: All that matters is that I know.
0: Why can't we keep hanging out, having amazing times? Why are you doing this to me? Because, Luke, it's not about you.
1: I told you from the beginning how I felt. And you wouldn't hear it because all you care about is yourself.
0: Luke says, I like you.
1: No, you don't. You like the idea of me. You like the idea of having a girlfriend. But you're just using me to make yourself feel better about everything in your life that sucks. So, just leave me alone.
0: We hear a honk in the distance, Kate says.
1: That's my dad.
0: As Kate leaves to get to the car, Luke is slowly following her as they get into Mr. Messner's car.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I don't have any notes from this point on, so... At which point, Ken says he understands what the kids did.
1: And that they had quite an adventure tonight. Mm-hmm. Coming out here without the courtesy of letting anyone know.
0: Mm-hmm. And Kate says something about a smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what does is, what is Mr. Messner say?
1: Ken asked them if they had a good time, and they both say, Fine. And then he fires back with, sick, and he starts up the car. (laughs) At which point, Kate makes a slightly confused face and she says, what's that smell? (laughs) And then Ken's face goes up to the rearview mirror like a deer in the headlights and he just goes, I hit a skunk.
0: As the credits start rolling.
1: And Cornflake Girl plays.
0: Yes, Cornflake Girl is playing as the credits roll. Mhm. As the Everything Sucks logo fills the screen. Yep. Wow.
1: <laughs> what an episode. <laughs> so, how would you rate this episode? How many corn dogs would you give it?
0: I've heard this show described as a comedy, right? Because it's. Yes. it's a dramedy, dramedy, comedy, whatever. Yeah. And there's not much comedy in this episode. This is one full of drama and it's mm-hmm. full of story building. It this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Hands down. It's just excellent. This is to me where the show stops being a geeky comedy. That we can all enjoy and giggle at the characters like McQuaid and Tyler and so on and so forth. The more comic relief characters. This is where it gets real. This yeah. is where we see the parents finding each other. This is where we find Kate finding herself. And this is where we see Luke finding out what is actually going on.
1: Inside her head.
0: Yeah. And he's in denial. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps thinking that, you know, actually, this is kind of a Luke trait now that I think about it. Remember when Tyler was talking to him about he has a hard time reading and he can't learn lines? And, well, too bad, you know, just keep on. We got to keep on going when Oliver and Emmeline were fighting. okay, we got the scene. Who cares? Whatever. Next. Yep. He just.
1: He glosses over things.
0: Yeah. Reality be damned. He's got an idea and a vision in his head and everything has to be this way.
1: Yeah. I think he almost unintentionally likes to take over situations.
0: Well, isn't that something that a lot of guys are trained to to be and do? You know, it was something that I know of my generation it was it was like the idea of, well, he'll handle this and Yeah. I'll save the day. You know, you open up your shirt, there's a Superman logo, and you're going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. That's Luke O'Neill. That is yeah. his unbridled enthusiasm of youth, right? Definitely. How he thinks the world should be. and what that's a thinks. That's a pretty
1: good comparison, actually.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of what he thinks his role is supposed to be in reality, but often it's not. And the dialogue between he and Kate, Is amazing. This is something that I've had to learn every so often in life that when you like someone, are you liking someone for what they actually are, or are you liking someone for what you want them to be? Right. And I feel that this is, to me, the message of Everything Sucks. This is where the show really. Got its gold medal where it earned its Wheaties, whatever you want to call it. This is where yeah. the show really sat in concrete. Uh, mm-hmm. Up till now, it's been fun and quirky and odd and interesting.
1: With elements of drama, but nothing really full force yet.
0: Right. This is This is the one. This is, to me, where I sat up and said, there's something going on here. This is not your average show. Yeah, this is this is this is what makes it great. Yeah. Like I was saying, the idea of loving someone as they really are as opposed to what you want from them or need from them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is something that I I'll be honest with you, I've had to learn this throughout my life. And you don't see many shows ever discuss this ever.
1: It's definitely a subject that people don't really like to tackle
0: well here's most entertainment from the time i was a small child you're going to go to college get a job get a girl life is done you you have your 2.5 kids or whatever and that's why the 2.5 kid thing came about as statistics statistics. yeah yeah (laughs) For everybody that had four kids, there were some that only had one. and So it all averages yeah. out to 2.5 for yep. Joe, Joe Sixpack out there. So, But this time, the girl in this case is someone who's not playing on his team. Mm-hmm. And he needs to wake up to this cold, hard fact. And it's yeah. he's taking it personal that it's against him. When in reality, he should be there for her. And this is one of the most beautiful things about Everything Sucks, but we'll get to that as we get towards the end of the show. This is only episode six. I can't tip my scales because we. this is a relatively spoiler-free walkthrough of these episodes.
1: Of so, course, because we're encouraging people to watch the show and get those yes. numbers up and Netflix to hashtag Renew Everything Sucks.
0: We're also hoping that you revisit the show after hearing us talk about it because... There are things that I have seen, I'm probably in my eighth watching or something like that. And, you know, there's, there's, and I don't mean eighth watching in just preparing for this show, I mean overall. But then you and I, we take these shows and we break them down and go scene by scene, line by line. And we hope that it opens up the show to people who maybe watched it once and said, well, I need to go back and revisit that. Which yes. does help the show, and it also will help you understand the show a little bit more. I think the show's that good.
1: And it will let you see just what the show has to offer beyond surface-level things.
0: Right. So this this episode is the highest five of fives for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mine, too.
0: So, there you go. Five out of five corndogs, let us know... How many corn dogs you think this episode warrants i think this is the best so but please let us know on twitter just tweet back to us and let us know and uh, we may mention you on the show right
1: yeah you can find us at uh at pop Staff tweets or you can also find us
0: at p kennedy updates yes well i think it's time to play a song which one do you think we should play
1: silent all these years yep
0: so without further ado
1: Let's play, Tori Amos, "Silent All These Years."
0: I'm not, I'm not letting you off that easy. It, you know what I expect of you. I want you to be the DJ.
1: Give did, it, that's what I was doing.
0: Oh no, I want you to really give it. Do the cheesy D, G, D, uh, DJ, DJ right. voice.
1: And now we will play, Tori Amos, "Silent All These Years."
0: Now that's your DJ voice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: me but can I be you for a while My dog won't bite if you sit real still I got the antichrist in the kitchen yelling at me again Yeah I can hear Been saved again by the garbage truck I got something to say you know But nothing comes Yes I know what you think of me You never shut up Yeah I can hear Jeans of his with her name still on it But I don't care Cause sometimes I said Sometimes I hear my voice And it's been He Soon How's that thought for you My scream got lost In a paper cup I think there's a heaven Where some screams have gone I got 25 bucks And a cracker. do you think it's enough To get us there Cause what if I'm a In these Jeans Of his with her name still on it, hey, but I don't care. Cause sometimes I said, sometimes I hear my voice, and it's been here. Silent all these years go by.
1: banana slugs hey it's patch dara ken messner from everything sucks on netflix and this is the everything sucks podcast
0: hashtag renew everything sucks it's a wonderful song and it was used so wonderfully in this episode yeah so now is that time in our episode where we dial up and get online Mm -hmm. to get some feedback and Tell you what's been happening in the world of Everything Sucks fandom. Yeah. I'd like to uh, try to get online here. We're going to play that funky sound of the dial-up. Any minute now. Takes a second. What do you have for me, Julia?
1: Alright, our first tweet comes from someone named Joy May. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. They are at J-O-I-E-M-A-Y-Y, and they say, I might be late, but please, please, please hashtag renew, everything sucks.
0: Yes, and I love that the show is finding more and more listeners as we go on. Mm -hmm. I'd like to send a shout out to everyone over at the Cars Night Spots podcast. They've been retweeting every episode everything we do they've been retweeting it all special thanks to those folks out there yep love you guys and it's been really touching my heart to read all the various things that people have been saying back to us and uh we recently put that episode up with claudine it was Mm -hmm. so so good she's such a great interview what'd you think of that i loved it yeah, and she seriously wants this show to be picked back up. And, and it's not because it's a job. It's because she feels that it's an important story to tell. And she had a lot of things to say to our listeners. She wanted us to, to for them to keep on tweeting and keep staying positive. And I'm just very excited about what she had to say. So yeah. if you haven't heard that one yet, go check it out. It's in Definitely go room.
1: listen to it.
0: What other wonderful things are going on in the Twitterverse?
1: This is from uh, at IJMTFAT. They say, I will never lose faith in this show or the cast or the crew or the creators. I just know that if given the chance, it could go far. Stay on for multiple seasons and continue engaging. However, I'm slowly losing faith in flicks. Please fix that Netflix and hashtag renew everything sucks.
0: Well I have one here. Go ahead. Save Everything Sucks campaign updates at savees nineteen ninety six wrote We'd like to extend a very large thank you to Telltale T V for calling the cancellation of Everything Sucks quote unquote one of the biggest television tra- one of the biggest television tragedies of two thousand eighteen. They're correct. Yeah.
1: In our humble opinion. Next. This is from at Silver Pillow. They say, "Am I too late?" At Netflix, please hashtag renew. Everything sucks. Give them another chance. It's been a long time since I've fallen so in love with a show, and I know the rest of the world would too if given the chance. Don't do this to us. Mm-hmm. Hashtag renew. Everything sucks.
0: Yes, exactly. We'd also like to give a shout out to 200th Podcast at 200th Podcast. Uh, They had some really nice things to say about one of your hosts and our show as well. So thank you. Thank you, everybody out there. You got a final one?
1: Yes. This is from at renew underscore every underscore S-U-X. They say, guys, don't just tweet hashtag renew everything sucks. Keep watching the show on Netflix so it can get more views. If you really want the show to be saved, watch it over and over again.
0: Agreed. And finally, Shane, at Nerdy Space Collector, posted a picture of a wild Oregonian banana slug. (laughs) An actual picture. They're yucky looking. And, uh, of course, he uh, wrote hashtag renew everything sucks at Netflix. So (laughs) we're cuter than that. Us, Us banana slugs are way cuter than that, right? Yeah. All of you are. We love all the banana slugs out there. So let's keep using the hashtags, sending pine cones and ring pops and everything you want to do. Keep tweeting at Netflix, Reed Hastings, at Reed Hastings. Keep doing positive, good things and keep hope alive, right?
2: Mm hmm.
0: All right. Until next time,
1: hashtag renew everything's up.
0: We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Banana Slug. And that's our show. Our podcast is an online, nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks by fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks. And opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe to it today. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying remember, hashtag renew everything sucks, hashtag save banana slug. <laughs> And at little, 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 (laughs) little, 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 as they... Back to the... Back to professional recording! Yes. Because we're
1: professional all the time, of course.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready, Freddy? In a second. A second? (laughs) My time is valuable! No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Julia! Oh, can I record that again?
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> My voice cracked. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> they look like, uh, the fucking phone's ringing. I seldom wish death on people, but telemarketers are right up there. Anyway!
1: <laughs> gotta be the one that saves me!